On the line, we have uh, Joseph Awinonye. Awinonye. Who said that? Who jumped in? How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Oh, that was you. You jumped in. (laughs) Pronounce your last name again. I just want to pronounce the last name Awinonye because it seems like uh, everybody knows how to call it the way that they want it. So Awinonye. Awinonye. Yes, yes. Yeah. What's the origin? Uh, original from uh, Ga- uh, West Africa, Ghana. I grew up in Italy. I live in Germany, France, Belgium, Netherlands. Uh, and Don King brought me over here. Oh, okay, Don King. So Don King brought you to the U.S.? Yes. Okay. And why did he bring you here? What was that? He brought him because of boxing. Because of boxing, he brought him over here. Okay. And how, how long have you been in the U.S.? Since from 1999, you know, I travel a lot of time, and I, I live in a lot of hotels, but I came to Chicago 2004, and I decided to stay here. Right, right. Okay, oh, okay. okay. So let me just uh, set the backdrop, because I haven't informed the, the, the listeners while you're on the line. Um, I yeah. said earlier in the week or last week, I mentioned that, you know, we should speak to um, Af- people from Africa, Africans. Yes. I think uh, I think that there's a big divide between black Americans and Africans. And yes. what's odd to me is that what's odd to me is that uh, b- a lot of black people, including myself, we reference Africa and we speak of our pride of being African or being descendants of Africans. Right. But yet yes. we don't create a connection with Africans. I think one yes. of the I think I think what's 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 really hurting us. This is my framework. What's really hurting us is that, like, we haven't even sought the information and the knowledge and the perspective of Africans. But yet we walk around claiming to be African-American, but there's no connection to Africa. Because people because people like you, you know, you, you guys don't step up and say, let's face the community. Let's invest inside our community, but... Most of people that who are a little bit making some money, sometimes they move and went, they will go to different community and live their community. They are scared to live in their community. They don't want to take a chance, and that's a problem. And you know, when you see all these black lawyers or BBC who they have all this money and they will make money, and then after that, the community that is supposed to come back and help the community, community even there's a violence in the community itself, they don't want to take that risk. They just want to live comfortable. That's the problem. That's the way that most of the African people, most of my bra- my friends are black Americans. You know, I, I have uh, all, all friends, white friends, everybody. But uh, the blacks need to take a chance, and they don't want to take a chance. That's the problem. You know, all the people that are going to take a chance to face their community, they run away from there. And then the people that who don't have ways and means to do this, they pick up a gun and keep on shooting each other. So, you know, we have a problem. And anyway, the problem is our own self, and how can we get the people in the top to do something? to take a chance on us, to take a chance on their brothers and their sisters and the young kids that who are growing up. That, that's the main problem. It's not the, it's not the gang and all this thing. The people in the top, the black people. Mm. The so, white people do it. The white people do it. The Jewish people do it. They make sure that their people are okay. But we also have to make sure that our people are okay. People that who are making all this big, big money, they just... They don't care about the people, the black people. I'm going to step back. I agree. With, I, I, you know, I'm. I understand what you're saying, and I'm going to build up to that part of things. Okay, I'm going to no, build. I'm going to build up. 
I'm starting on the. How do you understand it? You don't. You don't. Go ahead. What part don't you think I understand about taking a chance on Africa and like going to doing business with Africa and and. No, doing a business with a black neighborhood over here. Not in Africa. Not even the African. The African place. They mess up that place already. They're still going there. You see that. You see the politicians in Africa, they will bring their money over here, and then most of the people that, the Indians, the Chinese, the white, they will take their money down there, and then the politicians bring their money down here. So that place, it's going to be fixed, but it's going to take time. But I'm talking that we have to start something. This is America, and then we have to start something over here, especially the leaders, the black, black people, just like people like you, have to start taking chances in their own neighborhood and say, I want to do something. I want to live right here. I know that maybe I'll be, this year is going to be different, but I want to live right here. I can make some changes. You know, it seemed like the... the but, but, I'm, but I'm saying, I'm talking specifically between Africans and black Americans. So yeah, that's, that's, that part I'm talking, that's what I'm speaking of right the black, now. The black, the black, the blacks also, most of the black Americans, uh, black Americans and African Americans, the African the blacks from Africa, they feel like the black people over here also, you know, they, they are not doing good job. So when they see them, they have a mark on them already. Oh, Afri- uh, uh, black Americans are lazy. They don't want to do nothing. But it's not that way. You know, most of them, I tell African people that most of my African friends that are not say it's not that way. It's difficult. You know, we have to have some people, the black people, to take a chance on the most of the black neighborhood. And that's the thing that we are missing. You know, and uh, when they make money a little bit, they just move from their neighborhood and go to different. I live in a, I, I, I love to live in a ghetto. I live in a ghetto all the time, and uh, I just get a place where most of the time I live in a ghetto, and I make sure that everybody knows that that's Joseph. That's Joseph. You don't go close to him. You try to send the right information to people. Yeah, you know, I don't. So, but you know, I don't, let yeah. me let me no no. I gotta I gotta slow our conversation down, sir, because I don't want to miss this. I called for you. I just want you to know that. Okay. Like I yes. called for this conversation, so yes. you're giving a lot. So I let's we got to slow it down and like talk in small bites because you're you're moving fast and the conversation is moving fast. Because we always slowing down, we keep on slowing things down. Yes, I know. No, we have time. I'm not cutting you off. I'm not going to cut you off. We have time. So we had 30, 40 minutes to get. No, it's not that slow down. Now the slow down you bring in the radio station. That's a slow down that you are telling me. We don't supposed to slow it down in our community, and now you are bringing that slow down inside the just uh, just talking. That, that's what I'm trying to say. The slowing down is too much. We keep on slowing things down. Joseph, hey Joseph, you I don't know if you know my background because Ernest Fenton don't do slow like I do, but I'm a mover, so I understand what you're saying. But I no, need my audience. I do. But I need my audience to understand what you're saying, because otherwise it's just you and I having a conversation. And that's then that's not the whole point of bringing you on. We're going to lose the value. So I'm saying. So can I just ask you a very specific question? I brought yeah. you first and foremost. We wanted your perspective as an African on black people like, OK, and then how can we bridge the gap between Africans and black folk? That's what I'm trying to tell you, and maybe you don't get me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The blacks that who are making just a little bit, they, the community, they are community, they can build something and invite the black, black, the Africans. Let's come together. We have a place that you guys, let's learn from each other. What we are doing wrong, what you guys are doing wrong, how can we learn to grow up together, to be the right, to live as a human being? Now we are scared. Even me, I told my kids, I have three kids, I told them not to have no kids. I was, that's the first advice I'm giving to them. I said, make sure that you guys don't make no babies. 
just live your life and just be gone. Just live your life. And that's the scary part of uh, who about the black person. So that's why some of the African people get pissed off because when they come, they want, they feel like they came to America, and America is a place, a peace place. And when they come over here, also they see that then they don't, they, they can't go to the white people because they go to their fellow uh, black American. And when they go to the black American, the black Americans also call them a, a Buddhist scratcher. Got it. Do you understand? That's so the, that, so that, I'm uh, hearing distrust. So so one thing is you do. Do I know you can't speak for all Africans, but am I hearing that some Africans believe that black people do not have any faith or trust in them, that we sort of dismiss your presence here? Am yes. I hearing that? Yes. All right. We need to take a break, Joseph. Okay. All right. So, And I'm going to make sure you get my book so you know the origin of Ernest Fenton, too. How about that one? We probably cut from the same cloth. I am attorney Ernest B. Fenton. On the line with us, we have Joseph Awen Onye, right, from West yeah. Africa, Ghana. And uh, the purpose of having him on, I wanted to have a conversation with someone from the motherland who could provide some perspective, you know, on us. Like, what is it? How are they? How are we perceived by them? And then what, you know, what was or what is his culture from the motherland? What parts of that can we um, apply to us here? You know, and then the third part is like, how then can we work together? And, you know, that was the point and purpose of having you on, sir, of note. I'm sure Todd explained that to you. So, yeah. So if you had I don't know if I cut off any of your thoughts. So if you do. Um, we can go ahead. Other, I'll let you. You know, you can speak, or otherwise, I'll go to the calls. Yeah, but what I what I'm trying to say to you, let's 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 wake up. We can't slow down no more. Let's wake up. Let's get to the most of the African people. They want to know the uh, the American. They want to be one with the Americans. You know, but when they come over here, they say like the black Americans don't want to do. That's their mind. That's their mindset. The black Americans don't want to do anything. But it, for me, I know it's not true because I know a lot of friends that my, most of my friends are black Americans because I want to learn from them. Also, I'm trying my best to learn and see that uh, how can I use all of them and, and use this for my kids and grow up my kids to be different. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing that I'm trying to tell you that uh, most of the black people who are doing good. Because the other culture, they won't come to your neighborhood and put something good over there. But if the blacks can put something in their neighborhood good, you know, invite the black people, uh, black Africans to come over there. We always sit down together. We learn from each other. And that's the way we can make it to be a better, better. Most of the uh, people that who have a little bit something, they always move to a different city or different town because they want to live a better life. And we have to find a way to, to take a risk in our own self. To get better, without that, it's always going to be shooting all the time. Yeah, you know, um, just I, and I'm, I'm going to go to the calls in one second. Lawrence, I see you, and Michael, I see you. I think with black people, and I've spent a lot of time in Africa, Joseph, so that you know. Like I spent a lot of time in Kenya, I, months in Kenya. I had an internship there. I was there three months, and then I've been to Kenya at least three or four times. I've been to South Africa twice. You know, I've done business in Africa for seven years. Um, I did business in Africa and I actually brought, and I never told this story. I don't think my wife even knows this. I, I had a friend in Africa in Kenya. I brought him to the United States to work. 
So, you know, I've tried and I've stopped. It's been years, but I've had direct connections with Africa and I understand the value of Africans because I've spent time in Africa and with many Africans. I have close personal relationships. And I think that we're leaving a lot. Like, I don't think we can resolve the conflict in America, black people, until we also resolve the conflict with our brokenness to the motherland, like our disconnect to the motherland. So until we get back to Africa, I just don't see us surviving here. You know? Because, uh, yeah, but, but the, the point is, uh, no, African, African is good. Africa is not so old. America is old. They got their independence for a long time. So their mindset is a little bit different. Yeah. The way that they are brought up is a little bit different. The mindset better. And uh, Africa is also it's a little bit different. They stay inside a deep depression that they came from all the slaves and all those things. They didn't get together yet. It's not so uh it's not good. Most of the politicians over there also, most of them, the money that they take from the there's everything in Africa, gold, diamond, oil. But it, most of the politicians bring all their money over here. Oh. You know, most of the white and uh, uh, white and um, uh, this uh, Indians and Chinese, so they also take their money back to Africa and try to get all the resources over there and bring it over here to sell it. But uh, most of we, the blacks, that's why sometimes we feel like the black people in America here, they are lazy. And they are not lazy. Me, most of the time, my friends are most of my friends are black. But uh, so, so we don't have the motherland. The motherland know that you went to the motherland, did all those things. But the blacks over you, we expect a lot from them also. Yeah, yeah. Now this is the, this is also is the motherland for we expect a lot from the black people, so we can learn something. I tell you, example, I was going to buy a car about two days two days ago. I have a lot of white friends. I have some some of white people. I went to a list. There's a lot of lists with everybody. And I pick up the black person because I feel a little bit okay because we're going to have that connection. We can talk to each other. We can laugh. Mm-hmm. We can. I can tell me, give me a good deal of the car. But if you call any other African people to do that, they won't do that. They will pick up the white person or the, uh, the different color. You understand me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how can we can we work to bring something together so we can learn from each other? So that's why I say let's let's do something. Black people that who have a little bit of something, let's start building our own community. Yeah, let's go to the line. Oh, we have a break. I think we have a break. Okay, we'll take a go ahead. Out, Joseph, finish your thought. We'll take a break yeah, and we, then let's, let's start, let's, let the, the ghetto. Let's start building it up. Let's start building the ghetto up and then start inviting. You know, the, uh, let's start building the ghetto up. Then we start inviting the African people. Without that, it's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very, 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 very difficult. I like, I like living the ghetto because it's cheaper for me. <laughs> yeah, and you're not worried about it because you uh you got those hands, right? <laughs> uh, even last last uh, last Saturday, somebody one of the one guy and one the Mexican guy, one the black guy, ran to grab his gun. The Mexican guy was going. I said, "Man, please don't do that, man. Don't do it, man. You're gonna somebody gonna die. You're gonna end up with it, and you're gonna end up in jail." Wow. So please, I have two. I have two minutes to convince that guy to just go. Wow. And I did. It. On the line with us is Joseph Alwin Onye. He is a former heavyweight boxer, um, uh, was working with Don King as a boxer from Ghana, has lived all around the world, Italy, uh, France, Germany. And uh, we wanted to have him on a show to the show to provide us some perspective. I just think it's very critical that we as uh, African-Americans um, get in tune to the African side of us and all and also 
um, gain a perspective from Africans in particular who are here in America, or they don't have to be in America, but just um, get, uh, get a perspective from Africans because I think we can learn from them. I promise that we go to the lines. Let's go to Michael on the line, then Lawrence. And then I'd like to talk to Joseph about his uh, extraordinary son and um, what he's doing in the community. Michael, how are you? Welcome to the show. Good morning, brother Ernest Fenton. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Joseph. How y'all doing? Good, Good morning. Good. Okay, this is going to be considered the show of the decade. Let's do Ernest it. Ernest Fenton. Let's do it. You did outstanding, man. We're bringing an African brother on the show of WVON. It's about time. I have to say that I am proud of both of you guys because both of you guys are right. Both of you are right. We, as African-Americans, definitely need to get in tune with our African ancestors and our African brothers here in America to figure out how we can. Let me say this, too. My next-door neighbor is an African from Ghana. Okay. And he, he just got back from Ghana, and he told me, Michael, you will be in Ghana with me. You are coming to Ghana, and I'm, he's right, because I am going to Ghana mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. But this is what, what uh, Joseph is saying is true, and what you're saying is true, Ernest, because we are not communicating with one another, and we definitely need to start doing it. This is the positive show of the decade. Thank you, sir, for bringing it on. Thank I can you. go on and on, but it's time for me to get off the radio. <laughs> Great job, Ernest. All right, man. Great job. Take it easy. And this is just the beginning. I, I mean, I, I feel I would feel a bit disingenuous to walk around calling myself an African-American and I don't even talk to Africans. And we don't have there are plenty of Africans in Chicago and across America. And we don't a lot of us, a lot of us, many of us don't have relationships with Africans, but we want to claim came uh, claim to be a king and a queen. Well, you certainly weren't a king in in, in the United States. So if you're a king That's or a right. queen, you were a king and a queen in Africa, but yet you have not taken any uh, made any efforts to go to Africa or connect with the people who are already here, like Joseph. So that's just my take. Let's go to Lauren. Did you guys ever watch Black Panther, the movie? What's that? Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yes, yes. Did you, did you know the message that is sent out? Did you guys know the message that is sent out? Go ahead. Tell us the message. You didn't see it? I saw it. Yeah, but so you just watch it? No, no, I got the message. I want to hear your perspective. <laughs> no, no, what message did you get? Um, I got the message that we need to protect our own and that we have to build our own communities and we should yes. guard it from the outsiders and yes. that we're strong yes. enough to do it and that we have Thank the you. vibranium and we have the power to do it. Thank you. So how long is it going to take us to start doing that? Exactly, because we flocked to the movie theater. Then, right when the movie ended, it ended. And I, and you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but you know, I said it. You know, I was trash talking. I was like, it's just a movie because we're not prepared to do okay. that work. Let's take it from the movie screen and let's actually apply it in our community. I'm yeah, with you, Joseph. What, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Look, I don't say all white people are. Most of some of my best friends, the best, the Bolingbroke mayor. That was uh, that guy would do everything for that guy. That guy is he. I can send twenty people over there to say that they need money, and that guy will cut them a check. <laughs> okay. And, but uh, but what I'm trying to include Jesse White, Secretary of State, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say to you, we have to the young kids who are killing each other. We have to wake up and try to come together, do something, invite the African people so we can come together. Because the African people, they feel they don't feel connected with the black Americans. They feel like, you know, I can't go, I'm scared of black America. And that's the way that 
the TV and everything showing all the time. But I think it's not true. You know what? You just sparked in me. You know what I'll take away from this conversation, Joseph? This is what this, this just gave me context. Um, part of the reason we have the gun violence is yes. be- not just because of the guns. It's because there's no identity. Yes. These young people have no identity. They cannot yes. see themselves as part of this system called America. Right. Yes. And yes. one way we can assist in breaking this dysfunction and the gun violence and the killing and the decimation in our community is by giving young people identity. And how better to give them identity than to connect yes. them with Africa? I guarantee if you took a hundred of those gang bangers, if we should take the leaders of the gangs to Africa so that they can see themselves, you know, in their true fashion or form right in the motherland and it'll change their lives because it changed my life. It changed my life, Joseph. It changed it because that's the way, because that's why I keep on building my Sunday way because I wake up and I, I would take my son to every park district in, uh, in uh, Chicago to see the kids also to say they want to be like him. You know, they want to be like him to show the difference. And even my son is born in America, but they call it the African kid. You know, to show that, that this is the African kid, they use that. So we or we can come to, we can find a way that we can build ourselves what we do. To know that, especially, especially that mayor over there, he's gonna be mayor, she's going to be mayor for a long, long time. Because I deal with numbers. I always deal with numbers, and I know who's going to be staying in power for a long time. That may have going to be. So we can find a way to, to to come together. That's the only thing we have to do. We have to create something. Like people just like you, you can create something. Invite the Africans, invite the Americans. Let's come together. Let's laugh together. Let's connect, let's connect to each other. Let's take each other's phone number. We can call. Most of the African people don't know how. They don't even have a black American friend to come to their house. Oh, wow. But there's a lady. There's a, a lady who, there's a lady that, um, uh, it's an African lady. There's a, some African people that just came to do TV show about my son. They were sending it back to Ghana. The lady told her, we, they went and rented a, a, a room from her. She, she told the guys that make sure that you don't bring black American to the house. Oh, wow. And what, who was she, what was her nationality? She's from Africa. Oh, she's, oh, wow. You see, you see the different. Mm. That thing, you know, when they told me that, it, it make it tears. I said they don't understand it. And how can we bring them together? I said make sure you don't bring no black American, no black American female to the house. Let's and take a call true. before we go to break, Joseph. Let's let's get Lawrence in on the line. Lawrence, how are you? Hey, Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Okay, to your African friend here. Yeah, I'll ask him. How come all the cab- Africans be cab drivers? Why? Why is that? Why when they come to the United States? Only job they give is driving a cab. I don't understand. <laughs> Only. <laughs> yeah, that's true because they pick up the easy way. They want to do it because they feel like they can make some money inside. Because when they come over there, uh, they don't see like uh, there's a there's a because to be honest with you, when they go to a big company, they won't hire them for those jobs because they will give to their own people. Better that way is good for them. They give to better. If they even they have a qualification. I know a lot of black African people have qualification, but they got a job. After three, four months, they'll lay them up. They'll let them work a little bit, lay them up. So the task is very easier for them to do. Yeah. So they don't have to go through. It's much easier for them. You don't have to go through. You don't have to go to a job that you have to watch your back every day. So it's easier for you to do. Yeah. 
and and you can and you can write your own check because yeah, um, Africans are entrepreneurial by nature and so in culture, right? I mean, and and in cultivation. I don't think so. When they come here, they are also they, they want to be, they want to have that. They want to be inside that big corporation. They want they want to learn those things so that one day they can take it back home or they can show their kids. But because of they don't get that opportunity, so they say, okay, let me just do something. Let me just create something by myself and make a little bit that I can pay my bills with. That's why. But if you give them a chance, they want to be inside that big big places to make something different, place that you make the money that you can change your your community. They want to do that, but they can. So they go, they end up picking up a taxi and all those and driving. Yep. Lower barrier to entry. On the line with us is Joseph Awanonye, and we've been talking about Africa and uh, blackness and, and creating some, you know, cultivating a relationship between black people and Africans and how that can assist us and, here and abroad i think i mean we're stronger together so we have to take those strides let's go to one more call joseph uh james how are you welcome to the show james we miss james all right james uh was disconnected you can try calling back at 773-591-1690 it's 773-591-1690 so joseph any anything sparked in you in the conversation or something that you'd like to share well, what I'd like to share is uh, let's uh, let's let's wake up. Let's stop let's stop living. And uh, you know, mo- most of people when you when you have a little bit and you try to live more than the way I know a guy that will live an apartment to own a sixty thousand dollar car. But you know, that's the thing, that's the, that's one of the problem that we have. You know, when we have a job and the job don't pay a lot, but it will be always one day, one day, one day. Then in the end. We don't have a chance to take care of our kids no more because the school, the school, most of the school don't teach them. You have to teach them from home. So when you do that and you put too much financial in your top, you can't get a chance to talk to your kids because how are you going to make sure that their mind is set before they go outside? All the talking that, but if you are busy, you don't have time for your kids no more because and then they will go outside in the street. And they will do things that you don't want them to do. But in the in the end, you are the one who caused that problem. You are the one that with all the shooting that going out, shooting all those things. It's not those people. It's not their fault. And sometimes I know that they say, why they kill each other? But you can't bring them so much. You can't put the blame on them, man. It's the parents. The, those kids, their mind already gone already. There's nobody around them to talk to them. Every day, wake up and every day and talk to your kid before you go to school. After school, you have time for your kids. But most of the time, you are so tired that you have to pay bills that you don't have no t- time to talk to your kids. You don't even want to see them. You just tell them, go and play PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Make your life easier so you can go to sleep. And that's the problem that we have. Just find a way to live live okay. Don't, you don't have to drive all those cars. You don't have to live in that neighborhood. You don't need all that. Your money all going to run down. One day they're going to kick you out from your job. Then you you have a problem. They find a way to live a, a place that your kids can ask you for anything that you need and you can buy for your kid. Yeah. Now, now we are scared. Now the problem is we are scared. We are scared with each other. We are scared from the We are scared from the white people. We are scared from the Chinese. We are scared from our own people also. What do you? Th- what lessons have you taken from Africa or from your travels that have served you well here? I, I 
take a lesson from uh, the lessons that I know. People are good, man. People, no, people are good. It depends how you talk to them. People, but sometimes you know, it is how you reach to them. You can find somebody who have a gun who want to shoot you, do something. The way that there's a way that you talk to that person will put his gun down. And that's the thing that we don't have. We don't have it. Our parents don't teach us. Some of our parents don't teach us. I learned those things by myself. You can find a wicked guy, and you can talk to that wicked guy. That that wicked guy will, will sign to you. He will say, okay, I listen to you. Mm-hmm. And because of our temper, we have a temper that we don't want to even listen to them no more. We just, oh, he's a bad guy. Go and lock him up, put him in jail. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are sick. We all sick. Yeah. Some people just want to be in the top yeah. and leave them. Those the black people. Now you go to a job, stuff. you have to be careful. You go to any place. Now you have to be careful. You have to be careful from the, the uh, it's not all white people are bad, not all Mexican people. But now you go to, even nowadays you go to a job that they put the Mexican over there, make sure that the black person don't come there. Yeah, and that's real. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, so that's why we also have to wake up in our neighborhood. The Arab building a store over there. We can one of the Arab. We have a store in our neighborhood. I always tell them, when's the last time you donate some money to these people? He said, Why I have to donate money for them? They've been buying stuff things from you all the time. Right. Yeah. Accountability. So Joseph, I I've seen some clips on your son. Uh, my understanding is that your son is a six-time junior, uh, is a national or world champion boxer. Uh, Twelve years old now. Yeah, it's, uh, he's 13 years old. It's a uh, it's, uh, 14th time. Uh, the, the national is a seven-time national champion. So Seven-time national champion. Yeah, and I heard um, as important or more important that he's excelling educationally. So, yeah, he's supposed, he's supposed to be going to college this year, but he decided he don't want to go no more. And I said, okay, if you don't want to go, that's your own problem. You, you, before he chose, he went to take the test. It is good. It is good, but they said he have to come back and take one test and go. But he decided he don't want to do it no more. So I said, okay, if you don't want to do it, that's that's fine. You know, you you choose this and you want to you don't want to go to college no more. That's fine. So he's a freshman in high school, or would have been. He's yeah. it's, it's, it's in the eighth grade. And so he was go, he was able to, based on his academics, yes. he can skip high school and go to college. And how did that happen? No, it's uh, the system is right. You just got the governor just open. You just have to know. That's the thing that they, you know, you just have to know the system. You just, you just have to go to the school and pass your, uh, whatever. They have a test that you have to pass it. Then after that, you're going to be fine. I'm, I'm fine. saying, how did he get so smart? <laughs> That's what how I'm saying. Get, how did you prepare him? How did, yes, a seven-time world uh, national boxing champion, and he's ready to skip high school and go straight to college. Because I, I always talk to him. Because the mind, the mind, you know, it depends on how you. That's what I was keep on telling. We have to waste our time to talk to kids. You know, always send the good information. Because the mind, you can switch the mind. If you don't put attention on the mind, the mind will switch up to the other side. And the other side also, you don't want the mind to go there. So you always start to push the mind to come to the negative side. To know that you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to want this one. You don't have. I can drive in the car. I can buy five hundred car, and my son won't feel shame about it. He don't care about it. He don't. He don't know. He don't know those things. That this is nice thing. I told him that your your life 
Your life is how to help other people. That's always I tell them. I say, your life, you came to this world to learn how to help other people also and teach the same thing that I'm teaching to you to them also. You learn something good and then you pass it around. So that's the thing. And I don't, let me tell you something about my son. Since my son was going to school, I never watched his homework. He don't want you to touch it. He don't want you to come close to his book, his school book. Hey, Joseph, I got to wrap up the show. But yeah. I'm sure we're going to have you back. And you and I, we're going to get to know each other. Todd will connect us. And I'm uh, going to send time, you. I'm going to send you a copy of my book too, and check you out. All right. Last time I want to talk to you. I want to, I want you to tell me that you have a building in the south side of Chicago. <laughs> that have a I mean, building. Yeah. Next time I will come to see you. But you have to also tell me that you 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 purchase a, a, a place in the south side of Chicago. Oh, I, so I have property all across Chicago, Joseph. Oh, okay. I didn't want to tell everybody that. All right, people, we got to wrap up the show. I am, you just Google me. I am attorney Ernest B. Fenton. Peace out. All right. <laughs>